Good mother effing evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Old Soul Radio. I'm your host, Dolomite 12. And I'm Mike Evans. Yes. <laughs> and today, we have one great show for you guys tonight. It's yeah. going to be... Uh, who, who, who we got tonight? Who we got tonight? Um, we have our dads. We do. <laughs> They're here in the studio. Say hi, dads. Hey, guys. Hey, how you doing? You're talking how to you? the mic, Mike. <laughs> hey, how you doing out there? So, dads, what, what are you, what is you, what's your names? What's, what, uh, who are your kids? <laughs> Peter Gable, and that's Sam Gable, Professor Gable. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm Michael Evans, Sr., and this is Michael Evans, Jr. All right. <laughs> Way Dolomite to go. Just to let the listeners know, you don't call me Dolomite at home. See, it's obviously... Nope, never, never going to happen. All right, it's okay. Mom, mom doesn't allow it. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to talk to them later, but first we have a few announcements. Mike? So, today is April 10th, and uh, a lot of things going on this week. Yeah. This week, April 12th on Tuesday, is the release of Professor Gable's first project his drop ep zone. drop zone yeah six tracks five dollars right yeah five, five bucks you can get the cds from me and in other places but i'm not gonna tell you where yet exactly coming up this week it is going to be crazy yeah that on tuesday and on friday we have 415 day celebration for san francisco natives there's a lot of craziness going on in the city right now and so we decided to throw an event to just have everybody come together and celebrate the people and the culture that is still here resonating in the city. Yeah. Dolores Park, 415 at 415. Right? Yes, sir. Cool. 415. There's going to be a school walkout. There's going to be food. There's going to be dancing. There's going to be music, some speeches. It's just going to be a, a really good time, like a classic day at Dolores Park. It's yeah. Gonna be... Everybody's invited. Yeah. You guys should come, too. I don't know if you guys... Yeah, they're nodding their heads. Yeah. For those <laughs> Dolores Park, four fifteen at four fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Four fifteen. Four fifteen. Yeah. Four fifteen. <laughs> after that tonight, after our conversations with their dads, we're gonna have DJ Max Stravick come through with some vinyls. He's gonna spin some some music on the ones and twos. Wax. Yep. Oh yeah, on wax. <laughs> I found the keys. No, those are my keys. Oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Your mom is laughing outside right now. <laughs> if you're wondering what that was about earlier tonight, this guy uh, ran in here. Two guys ran in here, right? People was... always run into the station without telling us. This is true. It's very disruptive. Maybe you should start locking the door. There's no... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something we used to start... <laughs> we used to do. But, it, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Someone lost their keys. Later on tonight, before uh, before the end of the show, we're gonna preview another. Uh, we're gonna drop the first single off Drop Zone. Yes. Oh, is that what you were gonna say? Yeah. Okay, good. Stumbling on my words a little bit. Fear the pressure from our dads looking at us. <laughs> we're just proud of you guys. Right. <laughs> Feels like graduation day. It's like we've already done the job, but it's like yeah. our parents are here to watch us to see if this is all real or not. Good thing they weren't at any of the other radio shows. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if you're, if this is your first show tuning in. This is gonna be a very, uh, very nice show compared to uh, some of the ones that we had. We had some shows where we scream at each other, it's just arguments and 
lots of profanity if you i listened to one of them listen to one you did that's good oh it's not for the kids not for the kids speaking of not for the kids we have uh, um a couple (laughs) songs on soundcloud that you guys should check out one is produced by backhead it's called uh effing on these beats and uh you could you could tell what the word effing is and uh, another another track single called so what the f <laughs> <laughs> in parentheses squeak teak by uh professor gable produced by max stravick and we're also going to play another song tonight that i'm also featuring on too with professor gable it was actually a pretty funny song to make have you heard busted lung mike busted lung? yeah no uh, yeah, all right uh, cool it's a song that i'm on with with him busted lung yep. yeah Looking forward to it. <laughs> cool. Are we going to play that next? Yeah. Actually, we're going to get into that right now. So right about now, we're about to play... Uh, Busted Lung. Busted Lung, and then... By me. Yeah. And then we're going to talk to our dads. See you all. Okay. Cool. Sick. Six. 
16th, yo, I'm copping a slice. Roll Smith got a spliff in a pocket with dice. Nice. Young Mook got a marker and can. And he swift on the board in case he wanted to scram. Mike picked me up at 8 for the radio, yo. Mac brought a pack of vinyls just to play at the show. Rhyming over Dilla beats, that's the way that it go. Yo, I came a long way from popping a thiz. Living up to an image of a popular kid. I'm a spitting definition of what honesty is. But I shouldn't even see the shit I probably did. It's all good, though, because they know me better. Old friends know Sam, new folks know Fessa. So whether or not all the relevance lost, if they ask my inspiration, I'ma tell them it's ours. Trust. Suck with it. Busted lungs spit it. <sighs> yeah, fuck with it. It's PG, a.k.a. the Young Pivot. The live vibe circling round. Come get it. Three, six, zero. It's coming around. The minute that I spit it, tell the drummer to pound. Sound. Be the shit that be making you fly. Take your feet up off the ground. Put your face in the sky. Well, shit. He's back. <clears throat> All you motherfuckers better watch out, man. Drop Zone drops April motherfucking 12th. I don't know what the rap game's gonna do. I really don't. Cause Ask taking over this shit. Ask shit, man. Hey, Mom. Yeah. Did you know that motherfucking Professor Gable is back? PG. He hasn't been back in like two weeks. He's <laughs> gonna come back and drop some hot shit. Drop Zone. Man, I'm so glad he's back, man. I was getting lonely and shit, Mom. <sighs> But you know what? We all good now. That's right, man. PG, drop zone, April 12th. Coming out the cut, squeak tweaking on your ass, man. God damn it, squeak tweak. Can you get the fuck out of fuck the booth, you. man? Man, fuck uh, me out here. Every time I bring a swoop yeah. into the booth, this motherfucker keeps taking my shit, man. Taking swarmers to the neck and shit. Get, get out the booth. Yeah, that's right, man. Squeak tweak, you know what I'm saying? You know I be taking swarmers to the neck every motherfucking day. Shout out to good freaking chicken. They got them smacking ass shits, man. And we're back on Old Soul Radio. That was Busted Lung. And, um... Mike. Yep. That was you on Busted Lung. That was me on Busted Lung. It was a, uh, it's a trip, like, censoring ourselves right before that song came on, and then... <laughs> you were censoring yourself. I was. <laughs> I was. I said mother effing and effing on these beats and stuff, but... Yeah, it reminded me a lot of, uh... Oh, I hear it outside. No, it reminded me a lot of like the first time my dad saw me do stand up for the first time, which was like I was there. Yeah, <laughs> you were there. We broke into a classroom at SF State. Yeah, that, that was sick. Uh, that was a good time. Um, so Mike, what did what did you think of of busted, busted lung? Um, I thought it was interesting myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I thought it was pretty interesting, pretty creative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, you know, a little different than what I'm accustomed to you know listening to. When mm. I'm open, you know? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I enjoyed it. it what cool. What do you think of Mike's part on Busted Lung? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Going for American Idol, Dad. I don't know if you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah support your son. Last show, last show. <laughs> last time, so. <laughs> 
So what did you think about Professor Gable's performance on Bustle I liked Lock? it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> uh, so you were making the pivot to do the full 360. Yeah, exactly. To complete the circle. Yeah. Uh, and move beyond who you were when you were kind of a sw- uh, concerned about other or appealing to others in the in the group when you were younger and now you were moving on to another higher level with your face in the sky yeah of course I, I had made him tell me all these <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like Jesus I don't even and for some reason like he doesn't want to tell me the lyrics I say I need the lyrics so I can make the bridge so that I get inside the meaning of the song you know yeah yeah. I told you the lyrics. Yeah, you did. That's why yeah. I, I, I listened to them. That's why I could tell you what I just heard. Yeah. Okay. Right on, Dad. Okay. <laughs> did I get it right? Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, there was other stuff in there, too. But um, that was like one or two lines of the song, yeah. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you heard uh, Professor Rap? Mm. Well, we were grooming him to be an actor. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, he went to the School of the Arts, and we loved going and seeing him perform Shakespeare and stuff like that. But that rap started to enter the, the, the scene more passionately, more intensely, and then he left all of the theater, temporarily anyway, behind <laughs> and started. I don't remember the but first. But I was oh, rapping oh, I know. We high went school. to the Bizarre Cafe. No, but what about when I was ra- when I rapped at the James Lick? Remember when James Lick had a poetry slam? I don't remember that right now. My I mom's th- here, too. She remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Bizarre... Is it the Bizarre Cafe? Yeah, that was like senior year of high school. Well, though. but that's when you were... That was your real coming out, I felt. That's where you said, when the masses come together, intertwine the sounds. When it yeah. happens, conquer never and apply the now. Yeah. My dad knows a lot of my lyrics. It's pretty yeah. tight. <laughs> yeah. You don't know any more like jokes, that? When the masses <laughs> come together, intertwine the sounds. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's creating, creating the movement, yeah, building creating. the movement yeah. out of people's energy. Yeah. yeah. Pretty creative. Right on, Dad. Pretty creative. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going Good. for a dad. That's right. <laughs> so, um, where are you guys from? Is because uh, I know I know where you're from. So I guess we should like switch the questions. Yeah. Okay. Up so so Mike, Evan Senior, where are you f- from? Um, actually, born and raised San Francisco. Uh, primarily in the Fillmore district. Um, except went to. So my first elementary school was uh, John Sweat at the time, and went from there to uh, oh, I went from there to Anza, from Anza to Andrew Jackson, which is now uh, I forget what it is now. It's some special education school or whatever up on um, Grove between Clayton and Cole. Um, from there. Roosevelt Junior High, Ben Franklin Junior High, mm-hmm. and then Polytechnic High School. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, pretty much Fillmore area. Mm-hmm. Pretty familiar with the you know with the city, of course. Um, you know, seen a lot of changes, but um, yeah, very proud of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good, cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Peter? 
I was born in L.A., but at six months old, I moved to New York, and I grew up in New York, and uh, went to Hunter College Elementary School, a very cool public school in New York, and then I, my parents sent me to private schools. I went to Trinity School, which was a, a first junior high school. I, I wore a little uniform with a patch on it, and uh, it was... It was uh, it was it was a very rigid scene. Um, in fact, I, uh, my Latin teacher would pick me up by the little hairs on my side of my head if I didn't remember my <laughs> declensions and conjugations. <laughs> and then I went away to boarding school, to high school, Deerfield Academy. And uh, eventually I came out here. I, I went to Harvard at Harvard Law School, but when I caught the wave of the 1960s, I came out here uh, to be part of that experience. So I took a job out here, but I really wanted to be out here in Berkeley in the early 1970s. That's when I came out here. Yeah. What, what attracts both of you to the city that much? You, you take a lot of San Francisco pride, and then you take a lot of... Uh, well, you, you say you caught the wind in the 60s. You wanted to come here. What's like, what would like draw you guys to say that like you still have love? Or like what was that specific feeling that makes you guys love the city so much because it's it's a very small place and well I guess more or less for me is because well you know naturally going to say because I was born and raised here and um, I you know I guess I have I'm pretty much in love with the spirit of the city mm -hmm. I mean even though it's going through its changes now you know I, I know where that's where that came from mm -hmm. um, I was here during the time when you know, a lot of this was, you know, it was, it, it was a, a, more of a free thing going on then. Mm -hmm. You know, all inclusive then. Um, you know, there was radical changes going on around the country, and mm -hmm. a lot of it was, you know, born right here. Um, during the, you know, I'll jump ahead to like to the, you know, from the late 60s, you know, 70s, and all that period, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, music was changing radically. Mm -hmm. um, you know, liberties was changing ra radically, um, and then to go from that to um, I don't know. I guess you know a lot of the struggles that I've seen that that go that's gone on out here. You can't help but be. You can't help but have a. I should I should say it. Um, I guess a fondness mm -hmm. for a lot of the things that have gone on out here during my lifetime that I've seen. Mm -hmm. uh, some I'm not proud of, but, you know, I guess it's all, you know, and, you know, and we have progress for the most part, I guess that's the best way to put it. But, um, you know, but, you know I, I love the city, mm -hmm. you know, the best I can put it. So, yeah. Very similar in my case, because, uh, the, uh, the, there was a, an energy in the world during the late 60s and early 70s when I guess you and I together had the same, tapped into the same feeling and experience. You, the change in the music, the energy between people, open-heartedness, discovery of each other in a way in, in, in the movements of that time. And so uh, for me it was... Uh, uh, 
tr a tremendous relaxation of the soul to come out here from my more uptight upbringing in the East. Mm -hmm. And I was describing the private school with the uniform and the badges <laughs> and p polite behavior and uh, all that that was part of my life uh, before I came. And then, but the, the energy I'm talking about was f felt throughout the, c the whole country. I mean, in some ways, the world, because so the movements, and when they ricocheted from place to place, went from San Francisco and Berkeley to Cambridge to New York to Prague to Mexico City. And so we all could feel that, and this was the central place, a very beautiful, physically beautiful place, and then there was this great open-hearted feeling of being together and of something emerging through the society that we could be a part of. Isn't that right? Exactly right. <laughs> you know, um, and like, what was the song? The Happening? That's what was happening, you know, here during that time, you know. Um, and, you know, and pretty much like in my, my neighborhood, I'll say, um, you know, there was, you know, the gang thing going on. Mm -hmm. um, as a matter of fact, I was, you know, part of a gang, you know, for a little while there, you know. I would never know about my personality today, you know. But, uh, I just always <laughs> laugh at that, man, because it's like, you know, it's the funniest <laughs> idea. Yeah, but, you know, I was, you know, part of a little, little street gang going on then. And, you know, back then, too, you know, it was, it was uh, I should say it, what, what I find funny now, they're talking about, you know, fighting over territory and this and that, you know. Never owned anything, you know, the, the city that was ours, you know, but, mm -hmm. you know, fighting to, over territory and area and this and that and stuff, you couldn't come to this area because you wasn't part of this, this street or part of this, you know. So, um, um, but during that time, too, it was, it was also a respect, respect thing going on mm -hmm. in terms of... You had respect, even though you know you were doing your your thing out there in the streets or whatever. You had a respect for like you know elders. You had a respect for like property. You know, um, it wasn't like you know if you, you know you did me wrong or something like that. You know, if I couldn't get to you, I'm gonna get to your your you know get to your brother or your sister or nothing like that. That was you know off you know offhand you know off off off. off um, that wasn't a, you know, part of the, I should say it, part of the, uh, what word am I looking for? Here? Ethos of the time? Pretty, the pretty much. Feeling of the time? Yeah, that was pretty much, that was really something that just wasn't, wasn't going, wasn't supposed to happen, mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, during that time too, um, there was still always this sense of, uh, pride also you know neighborhood neighborhood pride city pride we can do things like that right mm. but someone outside the city or an outsider wasn't going to come in and you know let them just take over like what's happening now mm. you know you had um, respect for like your, your different neighborhoods mm. as small as the city is you know, you have like, you know, here, the Latin community here, and you had, you know, your Asian community and the whole deal. There was still a, a love, a love for 
there was all-encompassing love, mm-hmm. you know, for the um, for the denizens of the city, basically. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's there was quite a bit going on back then, mm-hmm. you know. But um, and it's still here. Yeah. You were saying, I mean, it's yeah. not it's not erased because of what's happening now with yeah. gentrification and technology. Mm-hmm. It's that's the thing. It's, it's a struggle. Yeah, it's a struggle to keep the soul, that spirit of the soul of San Francisco, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, in a way, if there are going to be newcomers who are here with, through money or power or whatever, this technology, I don't, I you know, I hope we can transmit that to them so they become part of it instead of chilling it out. Yeah, and that's a good point. To try to you know, <clears throat> excuse me. To try to hold on to that is really important also, too, you know, because, you know, you have um, people coming from different parts of the world, you know, and they come to the city, and it's not, it's like, you know, which is understandable, they, they bring those ideas and they bring that, that rigid cultural thing out here, and they try to change, you know, change the, um, um, the attitude of the city, you know. But the city has always been one of, you know, like it's all-encompassing, free spirit. That's why a lot of people come out here because they can, you know, do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And you have some that try to change that, you know. Um, I can remember, wasn't too long ago either, up on Haight Street. Okay, now Haight, Haight is a perfect example. You know, you come out here and do your thing. You know, people from all over the world came out here to, you know, back in the hippie era and stuff. You know, and yeah, they were pretty much more uh, prone to being more family oriented or, um, so like you had your mom and pop stores and stuff like that. You know, people came and did business there and stuff like that. And it was a it was a family thing. It was a community thing. You know, community love. Well. Walgreens tried to build a, you know, build a, build a store out there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, everybody knew that was going to take business from the mom and pop stores and this and that. There's big protests against it. And stuff, against you know? Walgreens? Yeah, against Walgreens. That's, I would never imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, they tried to go through the legal means of, you know, of um, not having Walgreens built. So when that didn't work, Walg- Walgreens got, you know, I think maybe, let's say about, 60%, 70% of their structure up, right? Mm. Next thing you know, there was this big fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know? <laughs> to this day, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know if they find out who did it, uh-huh. but if you, go up, if you go up Hay Street now, mm. you know there's no Walgreens, right? <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, just, yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah. What do you guys think like is the difference like how, like what do you notice is different about our generation from your generation like what are like some key defi- defining differences hmm. That's an interesting question Well you know in hip hop I think you you I I mean just because I know you the best and you know I I feel that you're trying to build a separate communal reality mm-hmm. that is has integrity, where there's strong bonds between people, and where you can express yourself. Yeah, and that is seems like a parallel in your generation to 
what we were describing yeah. in, in, uh, when we were your age. And uh, that's why, I mean, I, I really respect that. It's, it's great. I mean, for me, I, you know, I, I have to, like, uh, work my way into it. It doesn't come naturally, but I'm motivated because I feel the energy and sensibility that you're trying to express. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, that's a parallel. Yeah. In in what you guys are trying to create, or even this radio show. I mean, yeah. you say whatever you want. You're trying to create a free speech here. In a real <laughs> sense. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. Right on. Yeah. 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 I think I have to, I have, to have to totally agree, you know, agree with that. You know, um, um, I think that. Although, the, you know, it's just that the, the times are different, you know, but the message is pretty much the same. Um, mm -hmm. And it's great, too, that you guys have a, this format, you know, to express that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, and those that are, you know, that are listening are, you know, also along those lines. That's, 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 that's great, you know? Um, and I do like the fact that <clears throat> so I do like the fact that you know you guys are like pretty much like you know carrying that torch you know mm -hmm. of um, you know of you know expression um, trying to make people aware you know what's going on out there you know um, that's that's great you know it's great yeah yeah yeah. We're, we're trying, man. I mean, we uh, got all silent. Uh, I mean, hip hop is like a is a big thing in both of our lives, pretty much, you know. And it's like, yeah. And I think I speak for both of us when we said like we're both very happy that you guys kind of recognize hip hop as something more than just something like a fad we're into. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the whole like culture, the whole idea of also uplifting people through the art. You know, like like even me telling jokes like that in a form is hip-hop to me you know what i mean because it's like the way i am on stage is like an mc like a, like a guy that's rapping it's using short amount of words to deliver a message and to get a positive feeling out of it while also giving a message and that's essentially why i fell in love with hip-hop early on you know i appreciate sure that's why yeah so, but i mean i just kind of started rap yeah it is like that but it's like i i like i started rapping like when I was like 13, like so, and that was like kind of on accident, like, I, like I just like accidentally got really good at it, <laughs> like I was just like rapping in like a locker room, and then like people were like, "Whoa, that's good," and I was like, "Really?" And so I just kept doing it, and like now I'm here. But yeah, exactly the same thing as what you said. <laughs> but wait, I have another question. So like, what about like? Excluding like social movement and all that, like in terms of like generational, like, like what do you think is like different about like what do you notice in us that you're like, wow, I did not do that when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and besides cell phones, I like I didn't swear in front of my parents. <laughs> I still, I still try very hard not Mike to do that. Mike doesn't swear in front of No, I've given up on that. <laughs> um, 
I have to think about that. I, right. I see the parallels between you and me, Sam. Yeah. Um, in terms of what's different, it. I mean, uh, I mean, I came out of the northeastern schools where I was supposed to move up a professional ladder with a certain personality and style, even though I think who I really was is the same person I am here today. And yeah. The, I was beginning to be able to s- express that then. Yeah. But that's so different from what your experience has been. So... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think there's a cultural truth to your life that took me a while to get to. Mm. Uh, that you, you know, particularly when you decided to go to James Lick and you started going to school, the city's public schools and getting mm-hmm. into the urban culture of the city, you guys move in packs. Yeah. You used to when you were teenagers anyway. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I did, we didn't do that, you know, <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a feeling that you... you um, you you know you see each other at bus stops and you all know each other and yeah. underneath the surface of the city and I think that's really great. Yeah. That's like a whole parallel universe <laughs> in which you're existing with each other. Yeah. Uh, so. Cool. It's a counterculture, mm-hmm. like what we had. It's a counterculture of its own. It's a it's a resistance culture that's trying to establish bonds with people at a different level than getting a job at Google or, you know, something. Yeah. Mm, right. So, I think that's quite, that's similar. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. What happened to me when I broke away from that, the particular kind of mainstream success track that I was supposed to be on and came out here into the Berkeley, San Francisco countercultural mm-hmm. environment. Cool. Right on. Hmm. Difference. Um, I think. Um, well, let me, let me put it like this. One of the, I think one of the, the big differences that uh, Mike and I have in terms of, you know, when I was when I was his age, you know, I was. Uh, um, I should say it. Well, let me back up. You know, not at twenty-one. Younger. I was much pretty much you know pretty much um I can't quite say an introvert but I was quiet for the most part you know I um was of a mind of uh not so much like making it per se in the idea of um you know, have hundreds and thousands of dollars or something like that in the bank or whatever so mine was kind of a a um you know, make sure I can take care of, take care of my own, you know, take care of my family and stuff. Because the way I was raised was that I had four sisters, you know, um, and my mother took care of everything. Um, my father wasn't around. Um, she pretty much had me like take care of that. Pretty much, partly the father role and the and the son role at the same time, mm-hmm. right? So. I was raised more or less to like, you know, make sure you know my family was was cool, um, make sure that you know uh, I can provide, you know, make sure that you know 
kept a roof over their house, make sure, you know, that, um, you know, school was important. Mm. Um, and kind of like set the groundwork, set the groundwork so that my kids, they wouldn't have to struggle, but yet they can do what they want to do, mm. you know. Um, so I was kind of, in a sense, kind of a little rigid in that, that, that part also, you know. Whereas, you know, you know, my, whereas Mike, he's, um, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's going in. Yeah, yeah, a little more, <laughs> yeah, right, a little more extroverted than I am, you know, and I'm, I'm glad of that, you know, you know, he's, you know, it seems like I, he can pretty much like fit in in all circles, you know, mm -hmm. without any, any reservations. You know, um, and that's you know when I was that age, I couldn't I couldn't do that. I just had my own, my little one little circle here. Um, and like I said, when I was younger in the gang thing, yeah, we ran in packs. Mm. But as years went on, I kind of drifted away from that because you know like going to jail and getting shot and all that kind of stuff. That wasn't no fun, man. I wasn't having that, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> You see, my mother, you know, pretty much uh, instilled in me, you know, a, uh, I say, respect the law, you know, because, you know, and besides that too, with, you know, having the force, just, just my mother was like, you know, you, you take care of them, you know, if, if you're out, you know, acting a total fool, getting locked up, well, how do you, you know, how are you going to do the things that's important to us as, as a whole, you know, as a, as a nucleus, you know. Um, but I see that's pretty much being one of the one of the big differences between Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike goes out. He he has goals and tries to reach them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I had goals, but mine was like I had to take care of it, make sure everybody was set first before I can get out there and, and do what I have. You know, do what I want to do. Um, but yeah. Mm. That's pretty much the main difference. Yeah. I, cool. I, I appreciate you setting the groundwork for that to even be a thing. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, the only reason I'm able to like tap into like different things that I like to do is because I'm able to. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to work like three jobs or you know what I'm saying or take care of uh, um like four sisters or the same. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't. Didn't have the same situation. Like my. The freedom that you know that our parents give to us allow us to do art as much as we do to the point where we're, in a, yeah, you know, we're at a radio show. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, right. you know, yeah. like we did do this, but it's because of the fact that we were able to be free in other ways. So, mm -hmm. right. yeah. 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 And, and it's good too that you guys, you know, you guys t took care of it in, in a way of not. Become a little spoiled little, you know, spoiled little kid, you, <laughs> yeah. know, you know, you know, you know, you know. So my daddy and my mommy said, you know, I, I you know, I, I tell my mommy and daddy if I don't get my way. And so you guys, you know, you guys aren't like that. Yeah. You know, you know really proud of that, proud of that fact, you know. So, um, but yeah. Right on. Yeah. I mean, when we I don't know if this is true of you, Mike, but when I look at these guys, and when we actually, when we got here, I thought, oh, 
of, you know, okay, we are being interviewed by them. They're grown-ups over there <laughs> with the microphone and the equipment. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's a real feeling of pride, you know, that you guys have got it together to manage a situation like this, to have your own radio show, to be putting out your own energy. Yeah. I mean, it's a relief, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it, though? <laughs> you mean because we can do it? Yeah. You're okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're not in jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. That's another part of life we got to deal with eventually. Soon we're going to be talking to jail? little... No, 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 not jail. Like, oh. the, whole, the, whole, <laughs> the whole kids thing. Oh, not, yeah. Not soon, but, like, you know. Later. Yeah, way later. <laughs> I also think it's funny for those listening at home. I think that Sam's dad looks a lot like Sam, and that I look a lot like my dad. Yeah, I think so too. I've been thinking that. I've been like looking at both you guys. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of kind of crazy. What do you think, mom? <laughs> do you have mom? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Mom, so, come in the booth. Would you like to come talk to us? Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Oof, close that door. Here, just say, say, just say hi, mom. Okay. Hi, you guys. Hey, mom, how you doing? I'm. I was great. I was in the other room listening to all my music and. Relaxing. And now you're and under I a lot of pressure. And I was imagining San Francisco the way Mike described it when he was growing up, because I grew up same time with him in San Francisco. Oh, well, that's cool. So, wait, you you got to stick close to the mic, man. Okay. I wanted to ask Mike if you would say a little bit more specifically about what the Fillmore was like when you were growing up, because that's changed. Yeah. Oh wow. That's too long. Yeah, you're on. Yeah, Fillmore has changed, man, drastically. Um, yeah, yeah, Fillmore has changed you know, quite drastically. Um, when I was a kid growing up there, you know, the, yeah, well, of course, the culture has changed, changed drastically down there. You know, there was, um, you know, quite a few, quite a few more black-owned businesses down there. The vibe was much more. Um, Electric, let's say. There was, um, oh man, you know, a lot of music, you know, going on down, you know, down there. Uh, a lot of jazz clubs was, was happening down there at the time. Um, there was, oh, one, okay, one club there in particular, I, I'll just say from, from, from a child, I, I never, matter of fact, I didn't even know what, what Jax was at the time. My mother and my aunts always frequent Jacks, you know, uh, whenever they got the chance to. Um, the game Jacks? No, there was this club club down there called oh, Jacks. Okay, cool. Yeah, nightclub called Jacks. Um, um, what else? Was that, um, was that where the boom boom room is? Yeah, now? exactly. See? Yeah. That's what I yeah. wanted these guys oh, to know. Yeah. What? Exactly. Oh, that's where they're going after the show. Yeah. That's now I have to go. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 But it, it was pretty live down there. They had the. Um, 
the Temple Theater. You remember the Temple Temple Theater down there? It was called the Flea Bag Flea Bag uh, um, uh, Movie House at the time mm. because I think during that during that time when he cut the lights off and you you know checking out the movies or whatever, so he's feel something run across your foot. It wasn't like nobody dropping popcorn or nothing, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> wasn't popcorn, you know. Um, <laughs> you see, what else is happening down there? They used to have. Um, um, you see, I guess a lot of the um, fish markets was down there. Honorado's fish was down there. Uh, wow, what else is going on down there? Um, and the, the housing, see, didn't you have, you were, did you grow up in a bit in a, one of those large houses with several? Oh, of, you know? no, no. Uh, actually, I lived on Grove between the, uh, between the Divisio and Broderick, 1350 Grove Street. It was a single-family house. We were written it from the uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Jack and Les Wolfington. That probably would make a difference, you guys, when they really are. But anyway, um, but the houses that Peter are talking about are probably the projects at the time. And um, the projects used to house, um, you know, people of, you know, you know poor, poor, well, poor people at the time. People didn't have a lot of money. And they were like big concrete 20... You know, twenty-story uh, buildings right there in the, in you know, in the yeah. neighborhoods and stuff. You know, um, you know, a lot of people, yeah, you know, a lot of you know, a lot, a lot of prominent people came came from the projects also too. You know, um, but uh, yeah, that's what it was down there. Um, a lot of the kids down there t- attended, you know, Ben Franklin Junior High. Um, you see, uh, Ben Franklin Junior High. What was it? Oh, Golden Gate Elementary School, John Sweat, Raffy Will. Um, yeah, what else was happening there? Yeah, and it was just, you know, at the time, too, it was just more of a, it was really a, a, um, a family-oriented area at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, then, for whatever reason, uh, redevelopment came through. Yeah, that was the big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Urban this, renewal, they called it. Yeah, yeah. And pretty much just, you know, wiped out wiped out that whole area, mm-hmm. you know. Never, never, you know, never could recover from it. I remember they used to have these, all these old houses on McAllister Street between, I believe it was Webster and I think Fillmore. <clears throat> a lot of old wooden structures at the time. And um, a lot of them, you know, quite a few of them was, you know, becoming vacant at the time also, you know. And um, when that happened, you know, it was being over, you know, overrun by, you know, your local drug druggies and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, drug dealers mm-hmm. and the whole deal. But the area caught on fire. A couple of houses caught on fire. Rather than them putting them out, you know, they just let them burn. Remember that? Right. Remember that? I, I think so. Yeah. It sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah, just let them burn. And... Yeah, even though I was young at the time, I just thought that, man, you know, mm-hmm. this is kind of like, you know. Kind of messed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, this is definitely not good for the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's going. It's gone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but then I think, you know, a lot of the, uh, a, a couple of couple, couple of buildings, which is quite a historic, you know, still down there. In particular, like, you know, the um, Fillmore Auditorium, mm-hmm. you know, it's been there for, you know, a lot of years, you know, my mother and, 
down to them and just go party down there and stuff, you know. And, and you know, they uh, had like big, big name actors come through there at the time, which they still do now. Well, I don't know what so much now, but um, let's see what else is going on down there. Oh man, good food. I remember that was good. Food. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a really, really, just really totally different down here. You know. Um, nothing like it is today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Mom, what do you, uh, what do you, so you grew up near Haight Street, mm-hmm. like, like he was talking about. Mm-hmm. So what do you see that's different about your neighborhood? Where, uh, where what it's like now? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was a totally mixed neighborhood. All different kinds of people lived there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sort of just by, it was kind of spontaneously integrated. It wasn't like any effort. For some reason, there were just all different kinds of people lived there. Mm-hmm. And um, and working class people owned their own homes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we used to go down to Haight Street because our favorite candy. We'd go get our candy there, but my parents, when when how old were you at this time? so i'm a little younger so i so when i was 12 what, what was what year was, was it when I was 69 so we used to go to this candy store or we used to get candy on Haight street but when the whole movement happened we we weren't allowed to go down there anymore so <laughs> we had to sneak down there uh, so what, what did it look like when you snuck down there? Like, well, it was just changing. You know, it was mom and pop stores, but then there was a blacklight bookstore. You remember the blacklight posters? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go in there and people oh, yeah. were just sitting in there looking at these yeah. psychedelic posters <laughs> under blacklights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, were ton- there was a lot happening. I mean, there was something always happening on Hippie Hill. Mm-hmm. There was something always happening at that movie theater that turned they the Red Vic oh uh, was the one across from it the Red Vic was a movie theater it was, yeah. was it oh it the was big the big theater uh, the yeah. hate, different the hate, yeah, the hate. Yeah. and and but right. I remember going there and there was a psychedelic light show there and, uh, and then we always went to the Park Bowl mm-hmm. um, mm, where Amoeba uh, was pardon me yeah. where Amoeba is now where Amoeba yeah, is now right. yeah mm-hmm. uh, that was fun we used to go bowling there all the time and get french fries and uh, anyway, it just it radically changed during the 60s, and then it changed again to be a gentrified place where the 60s is kind of a commodity now, where people, right. tourists come in. And we used to have tour buses come by our house saying, where is the Haight-Ashbury? And we'd point them in the wrong direction. <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I used to actually have went to the Poly, Polytechnic at the time, which is right across from Keysar, which is right there mm-hmm. in the Haiti area, right? And we were doing that time, they used to have the, uh, well, let me back up. This is even before the Haight Street Fair. During this time, they used to, uh, um, pretty much on the weekends, if you're coming up or anywhere, come, you know, coming up heading towards Haight Street, so like around the Visadero, Baker, Central Street, well, Central was too close, but Baker or whatever, you can just smell, you know, the dope, you know, yeah. you know, blocks away, exactly. you know, remember that? Yeah, yeah dope. on the panhandle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just blocks away, you know, <laughs> and you get up closer and stuff like that, you know, and, you know, the people, you know, 
the um, the uh, uh, I guess you know let's say the hippies were out there um, you know they're playing the guitars and you know you know passing uh, yeah Snuggie you know want, want you to take a <laughs> toe or whatever so you know it was free it was yeah. free mm-hmm. Golden Gate Park Panhandle remember yeah they used to have um, um, you know live bands out there Absolutely. and stuff you know I seen all the time seen uh, um, Janice, Jan- Janice Joplin down mm-hmm. the once oh, yeah. just part of the you know part of the community just hanging you know yeah. out mm-hmm. there so of course you had to come out and you know Janice Joplin blah 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 mm-hmm. yeah, you know mm-hmm. you know Janice Joplin um, you know a lot of the um, a lot of the you know a lot of the, the bands that was going on down the Sons of Champlin PG&E you know Santana and all that you know was come through there um Man, that was that was a great time, mm. you know. Um, music was, I think, music was changing because, you know, music was changing because the drug thing was coming into play, right? Mm-hmm. So with the psychedelic drugs, also came your psychedelic music. Mm-hmm. You know, creativity was was expanding, mm-hmm. and it came, you know, came through through. Uh, um, through the, well, say through the music at the time, yeah. you know, because of the music. Um, what would you guys say, like, your your philosophy on, like, drugs and stuff like that is, like, now, like, today, with, like, weed and, what, all the popular stuff today? And especially, like, being raised, like, in those times where, like, stuff was really just, like, booming and then the harsh laws came on to it at the same time. Like, what would you guys say? Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, what do you think of drugs, Dad? <laughs> You know, uh, I'm in favor of expanding your mind and expanding your awareness and not causing harm to yourself or other people. So I I see it through that lens rather than through the legal lens. Is that the right answer, Mother? Mom has something. (laughs) I'm for um, legalizing all substances. And, you know, if anybody's having trouble treating it like they need help as opposed to being a criminal mm-hmm. uh, and eliminating all of the uh, treating everything like a crime and having so much violence and incarceration around it. Mm-hmm. But I want to say one more thing about the about the uh, the experience for me of taking drugs when I was young, which was, you know, when the part of the reason that the system is and the, the society can be unfree is that people are very uh, rigid and they hang on to their roles, they hang on to the, a, a fixed reality that they think is necessary out of their fear. And for me and many people in our generation, drugs helped to relax that and to see a, a freer, to use the word you've been using, Mike a freer way of seeing one another, of seeing the natural environment, of seeing the universe. And that in itself is not enough. It was the politics and the social movements that gave that shape and direction in terms of creating a better world. But the drugs uh, largely helped me, speaking for myself, largely helped in opening my mind, opening my heart, making me feel I could see with, with deeper eyes. There were also, of course, all the problems that we all know on this show that can be associated with drugs and that right. remain problems. So that's the qualification. But I still think it's very important to remember that positive dimension. Cool. Right. That was a good answer. 
Is that you, you agree with that? Yeah, I'd, I'd have I'd have to have to agree to be honest. You know, um, I just think too that you know if you can. You know, if you can do something or, you know, use, you know, take, you know, take drugs or use drugs to the point where it's not having you go out there and act a fool, you know, uh, you don't want to go out there and take somebody's life or whatever. So Mm -hmm. if you can use it for its its benefits so far as, you know, like we're saying, you know, the creative part of it, um, you know. The, the freedom to express yourself part of it um, I think it I think that's fine um, as long as you're not out there you know like I said you know killing for it you know or something yeah. like that or you know to the point where it's a, a, a detriment um, I would say it's all you know I, I would say it's all okay you know there's um talking to this guy at the academy and he was telling me about this um, I guess you can call it maybe a drug or herb or whatever called ayahuasca you ever heard of ayahuasca that? yeah ayahuasca <laughs> you know and I've never done ayahuasca but I know ayahuasca <laughs> yeah that shit is crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was you know kind of like you know, telling me the, the benefits of it and, you know how you know don't do it, Dad. Don't do it. No, I'm not Don't, doing it. No. <laughs> yeah, but he said, you know, like he had a, a COPD, you know, and he said actually, you know, uh, um, uh, he was actually cured of it for a little while. You know, my, my doing, you know, taking that, you know. What's COPD? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a uh, uh, a lung disease, constructive, uh, con- yeah. Con- Pulmonary disease. It's a pul- PD. is pulmonary disease. Obstructive yeah. pulmonary disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it said, you know, it it helped him in kind of like you know combating that for a while and stuff, you know. Um, but I'm just saying, if it's not to a detriment, you know, you're not selling it to kids, yeah. <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it can be all right because because you know all of us know, you know this. You know, just imposed on upon us war on drugs. What happened with that? Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Wait, sheep mom, yeah. Can I say one uh, one thing that was a tangent off of that, which is the when your father mentioned the politics. When uh, that was another thing when we were growing up, it was incredibly political. It wasn't just the hippie thing and the the cultural counterculture, but um, my f- I, my first political experience that I remember was my mother took my brother and me to a picket line outside of the Cadillac showroom on Van Ness Avenue because they wouldn't hire African Americans, mm-hmm. and people went and did civil disobedience inside, sat down and got arrested inside. And my mother, she I think she told us much later she wished that she didn't have two small children because she would have gone and got arrested too Mm. but and then from there the other sort of um, formative thing that happened to me was my parents were against the war and so when the anti-war movement happened they took us out to these marches and I was 
12 or 13 or something, but I could tell something radical was happening because, you know, I was raised, you, when, the, when the light turns red, you, you wait until you don't cross the street. And we were in this march, and all of a sudden we started walking into the crosswalk on a red light and nobody was stopping and I was like uh oh this is something else is happening here you know and there were hundreds and hundreds of people just going forget the light this is more important and that's the way it was all the time I mean there was a march there was a picket line there was a demonstration and that's why I'm so proud that you guys are in the Justice for Mario Woods coalition today so thank you since we're on the topic of, uh, of politics right now, so politics is like a crazy shit show right now, man. Like, it's crazy for us, and like, we, we're like the generation that's kind of like, like, you guys live through like assassinations and like craziness and, you know, big terrorist things that gone down. And the, really, the only thing we've really seen in our childhood was like 9 11, and then now it's like we've people seen are. a lot of assassinations too. That's. Like, just not famous people. Oh, that's true. Like, decapitations and all that stuff with ISIS. But, um, but yeah, I, so, like, what's your, what's your guys' like, philosophy, like, on politics and kind of how everything is going right now? Because right now it's, like, sometimes I panic and sometimes I gotta think, like, well, it's been worse, you know? I don't know if that's, like, a, a clear question. So I get you guys' insight on politics right now and politics in general, I'd say. So to me, it's uh, what politics is, is the effort of us to shape, to create the world. It's not politicians on television. It's the effort of popular movements to bring a moral force into the world. And so, and I don't, I believe that uh, we're all interconnected. If, if the world around us is fearful and everyone is fearful and withdrawn, it doesn't matter how much yoga you do, <laughs> you're, you know, you're not going to save yourself. I mean, it might be good to do yoga, but, but the point is that it's, it's when we come together in connecting with each other that we discover each other, that we become powerful, that we, we see that we can affect the world instead of just watching the world from a distance. And then we feel like agents that can, can create reality rather than just be subject to reality. So to me, that's what politics actually is. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's critical to be part of the social movements of your time, our time. Mm. Not just for the world, but for ourselves. Cool. Yeah. I kind of think that um, politics per se is, is um, okay, I'll just go basic. If, if we're going to live on this planet, <laughs> try to make this planet work for all of us that are here, mm-hmm. right? There has to be a recognition of the, the people. You know what I mean? I say the people in terms of everybody has to be listened, has to, has to be listened to. 
Um, which therefore, you know, everybody has their different views on, you know, how the world should be ran, how this government should be ran, you know. But it has to be a platform where the people are being listened to because we're the ones that are actually, you know, we're the ones that are actually trying to make it out here. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to make it out here. Um, so far as the, the politicians, you know, the Trump and all that old show and stuff like that, you know, uh, they're going to always be there because they're the ones with the money. You know, they're the ones when you got the money, you're going to be, you know, control, you know, certain aspects of, of our life. But as long as the people can stay together and, and push towards a goal that would benefit everybody, that's kind of what I think politics, you know, should be about. Uh, and as long as we have, you know, people you know, like you guys here that are making that known, you know, being aware of things like that, you know, it's a good thing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get there. You know, but that's kind of just my take on it. Basically. So, for, for I'm here, it's kind of all like the same thing. Like the music, the politics, the the vibes of the city. It's kind of all about kind of bringing people together and kind of taking it back to that time where people were kind of more free to just hop in with other people that they don't know. You know, like that's essentially the kind of the theme I've been kind of hearing throughout the night. Yeah. You know. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's about that time, guys. We want to thank you both for joining yeah. us here at Old thank Soul Radio. You, and thank Hello. you, Mom. Yeah. Great <laughs> honor, honor to be <laughs> on Mutiny Radio. Yeah. You guys want to say anything yeah. before you leave? Any closing words? Well, you know, I tell you, I'm glad that you know you guys invited me. At first, I was a little apprehensive and stuff, you know. About mm-hmm. it. I was fighting this yeah. guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm really glad. That you guys invited me. I mean, it's, it's fun, uh, a lot of fun. Um, you know, you know, anything over Sam's parents and stuff. You know, <laughs> you know, it's all right. Yeah. You know, and um, you know, I'm really proud of you guys, man, for what you guys are doing. Thank I can you. actually see it with my eyes and stuff like yeah. that. See what you're doing, you know. And this is cool. So, uh, you know. Real cool. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I agree with that, and it's great to get to know yeah. you, Mike. Yeah, right on. It's fun right. to sit next to each other here, and it's great. We had sort of parallel tracks coming from different places, and we had a similar experience we can share on this show. Yeah. Here we are, all grown up, but we we shared that beautiful part of our history together. Yeah. It's nice to be able to manifest it here. Yeah. yeah. Right on, Mom. You're closing it out. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really proud of you guys, and I'm really glad you know each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's really great, great to get to know your dad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming, okay. everybody. Um, you're listening to Old Soul Radio. Next up, we got Max Stravick doing a set. Coming through. Peace. Peace.
serene like the study was Teo. Poetry machine with correct mechanisms. Immune to disease, I defeat organisms that are waiting in my path. I overstep the critters. Give your ass the willies and your moms to get the jitters. Critters turn to losers, losers all forgotten. Tingle in my core with hopes that I'll stop rocking. Never will that happen, only if it is permitted. Wait. I think somebody shit it. I guess they will be me, cause I'm the only one I'm seeing. I go for what I know, doing the show for human beings. Always try to lead Joe Double while I follow. Blowing up the spot like Fred did the Rallo. And when it comes to days like this, I got lyrics to go. 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 Right now, beast of the east on them seeds. I have a feast. I eat that ass like quiche, crack a smile like Shanice. Should I Jamaica scene, Jamaica Queens, but you can find me out in Georgia or anywhere in between. Now, if my partners don't look good, Malik won't look good. If Malik don't look good, the quest won't look good. If the quest don't look good, the Queens won't look good. But since the sounds are universal, New York won't look good. Get your fight, losing a battle. Come on, get off it. Put down the microphone, son. Surrender, forfeit. Did I hear something about a crew? What they wanna do, you better call Mr. Babyface so he can bring out the cool in you. Or it'll be a sad love song being sung by Tony Braxton. And I'll dissect you like a fraction. Or you wanna be top Adam C's, I'll pop you like a zit. You wanna be the champion, more like Chief some shit. Big up myself every time when it comes to this. MCs be running scared as if they watching the exorcist. I kick more game than a crackhead from Hempstead. My style's a milk, man, you think that I was breastfed. You know the Steelo when the Dicky Dog is on the scene. I dedicate this to all the MCs out of Queens. That goes for Onyx. LL run DMC, Akineli, Nasty Nas, and the extra P. We be the trotting up and down, man, they ain't no other. Enough respect to all my beats that made the album cover. Yo, Tip, don't worry, none, you know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic and break them off a little, little something. Yo, Tip, don't worry, none, you know I get the party jumping. Get on the mic, my man, and break them off a little something. La, 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 la.
got the funk duty on shit. Clearly it's the bomb shit, so recognize me. Kids memorize me. Every day I be scrounging. Really I be lounging. I play the down low. Very, very incognito. Aries is my sign. I know that I could rhyme. Sometimes I rhyme in riddles, plus I make the honeys wiggle. Intellect is the major. Some heads like the wager. The skills on the hill. Overlooking dollar bills. Man, you're crazy. Thinking you can phase me. The app doesn't study me. And nonsense money. Life seems to need me. MCs seem too cheesy with their duty ass renditions of defeat and competition. I rock to the road, man. Yes, I'm a soul man. Bet your bottom dollar video will make you holler as you stand at attention. Did I forget to mention? MCs will give me 20 if I sense that they act funny. Limits are abundant. Right there, I sound redundant. Just mentioning the fact that the area is fat. I dwell in the under. So, honey, it's no wonder that I'll get plenty of tail. While I even get white, I'm a bank hitting head crack. There, money, take that. Breaking niggas off, cut the bank, then I'm off. All my nights match my little hat. Beat joint is mad fat. Got the cutter of the box. If a kid think he's ox for TME's creator, the poetry relator is pimp like Betsy Ross. Let me tell you who's the boss. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines. Niggas, take off your coats. Ladies, act like gems. Sit down. Indian styles, you recite these hymns. See, lyrically, I'm Mario Andretti on the Momo. Ludicrously speedy or infectious with the slow-mo. Heard me in the 80s, JV's on the promo. And I never end the quest to get the paper on the caper. But now, let me take it to the queen side. I'm taking it to Brooklyn side. All the residential questions who invade the air. Hold up for a second, son, cause we almost there. You could be a black man and lose all your soul. You could be white and blue, but don't prep the road. See, my shit is universal if you got knowledge of Dolo or Delph myself. See, there's no one else who could drop it on the angle. Acute at that. So, who that, do that, do that, that, that. Come on. Who that, do that, do that, that, that. Yeah. Who that, do that, do that, that, that. I'm bugging out, but let me get back cause the wet and niggas. So, run and tell the others cause we are the brothers. I learned how to build bikes in my workshop class. So, Give me the sword and let's not make it the last. Some said Quest was whack, but now is that the case? I have a quest to have on my 
my hand. Without that, it's like kryptonite and Superman. So Shahid come in with the sugar cuts. Five doors my name, but on stage call me Dynamite. When was the last time you heard the fight for sloppy? Lyrics anonymous, you never hear me copy. Top notch, baby, never coming less. Sky's the limit. You got to believe up in quest. Sit back, relax, get up off the path. If not that, here's the dance floor. Come move that ass. Non-believers, you can check the stats. I roll with Shahid and the brother Abstract. Niggas know the time when Quest is in the jam. I never let a statue tell me how nice I am. Coming with more hits than the Braves and the Yankees. Living mad fat like a oversized man. B, the wackest crews try to diss. It makes me laugh when my track record's longer than a DC-20 aircraft. So next time that you think you want something here, make something different. Take that garbage to say elsewhere. Miami FLA Hitchhiked away across USA Plucked her eyebrows on the way Shaved her legs and then he was a she She says, hey babe Take a walk on the wild side Said, hey honey Take a walk on the wild side She was everybody's darling But she never lost her head Even when she was given head She says, hey babe Take a walk on the wild side Said, hey babe Take a walk on the wild side And the colored girls go Do 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 Hustle here and a hustle there. New York City is the place where they said, Hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, Hey, Joe, take a walk on the wild side. Sugar Pump Fairy came and hit the streets. Looking for soul food and a place to eat Went to the Apollo You should have seen him go, go, go They said, hey, sugar Take a walk on the wild side I said, hey, babe Take a walk on the wild side All right Ha! Huh. 
Jackie is just speeding away. Thought she was Jim Dean for a day. Then I guess she had to crash. Valium would have helped that patch. I said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. I said, hey, honey, take a walk on the wild side. And the colored girls say, do, 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 do.
and strong Trying hours we seem to get along I wanna testify you mean so much to me Let me rectify, I mean it honestly Life is strange Believe me, it is true Listening to Old Soul Radio. Right about now, folks, you are tuning in, listening to a Max Stravic mix by Max Stravic himself. Max Stravic is not only a DJ spinning ones and twos right now, he's also a producer for Old Soul Collective. If you're just tuning in right now, you missed the earlier conversation that happened in our first hour with our dads. Uh, Peter Gable and Mike Evans Sr. And uh, right about now, we're about to play a single by Professor Gable, produced by Max Stravick. Some ass shit, man! Exactly. What is this song called? Prof- Come out the cut, squeak, tweaking on your ass, man! Yep. This is called So What the Fuck. Parentheses, squeak, tweak. Play that shit. <laughs> for anybody that's listening, Sam's got the stomach for it. Like, uh, kick back with some old shit. Roast lift, shoot the gift till I don't trip. Mow lit, then the motherfucking roach clip on my smoke tip with my girl trying to hold hips. Both lips in the locking and living. Made my soul shift, baby, so I'm hot with the smitten. If we going off the head, it will not be a written. If I'm spitting out a written, I'm a rock with precision. I'm Cali living on some base shit. You can't get with Professor and Dolores when he's getting wasted. That was back in the day, not a pass is away. But we still get it quick and got a pass. 
passion to play and what I say goes. Gabo's got a great show. I ain't doing more unless I'm getting paid though. Unless it's for the people or any one of my bait folks. Case closed. And I'm chucking a key. Only fucking with the people that be fucking with me. It's PG and you suckers ain't got nothing to see. From a spot where the locals saying dummy and ye. In the lab laying vocals 300 degree. Yo, I never use a lighter. Put the sun in the tree. And words getting out. So they running to see. I spit hot. Once I hear a bass kick drop, I'm a cold rocker party to the place get mopped. Ask. That's right, motherfucker. Ask. Ask shit. Oh, so collective. In this ass. Me and Liam's room. This ain't even a motherfucking booth. Track. It's just a little piece of shit. Mike hooked up to some fucking cheap ass speakers and shit, but we still get it cracking. Buy some new speakers, motherfucker. Like, yee. Make shit. Make shift recordings all up in motherfucking Glen Park and shit, man. It's some real Frisco shit, Mike. Yeah, shit, Mike. Shit, say, Mike. Hurry. Say, fuck your couch, and I need to take a shit, mate. I need to take a shit, mate. I ain't even taking a shit today, mate. I ain't a motherfucking shawarma to the neck, and I ain't shit yet. Still pivot when I'm up in the key. Sam super real with it when he bustin' a free. PG. See me bumpin' ruck on a C. D rhyme speak song when I'm running with D. A DP. We be eating pasta with tea. No telling all the places I'ma probably be. No telling all the faces I'ma probably see. Like Blastmaster, mad rappers and MCs can sense me. Giving respect, profess G. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Never living in locks. I sleep with my girl, but I live with my pops and moms. <laughs> Bars drop like bombs and cars stop when I walk cause they want my song list. Man, it's a cosmic trip. So I rock spits like lips, then I bomb the rip. Toxic, got fixed when I launched the gift. We hiatus, but I want to split. Better hit the bomb shelter when the monster spit lit. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. So collective ah, Text me walking down the street Texting my girlfriend yeah, I love You know you, what I'm saying Real motherfucking Frisco shit out here, man I be out here at DP Not really anymore, though Because it sucks ass now Fuck you, Scott Wiener You know what I'm saying We out here, man Frisco Yeah, yeah, man Shout out all the homies, man You know Chris what I'm saying Chow. Shout out to Baghead Shout out motherfucking Froman Jones Sam, Shout out Mike. fucking DJ Relic DJ Drips Dolomite 12 Motherfucking real shit, man. It's professor. man. Shout out Sky. Shout out motherfucking Arlo. Fuck, man. Shout out Pause. Ari Rudd. We double you out here, man. Yeah, man. And all you other motherfuckers, I forgot to shout out. Shout out to you fucking two, motherfucker. Don't be fucking mad because I forgot to shout you out, man. I'll put you on the next one, man. Yeah. Professor. My dick. Bitch. Max 
track. About music when it hit, you feel no pain. White folks saying controls your brain. I know better than that. That's game, man. We ready for that. Two soldiers head of the pack. Matter of fact, who got the gap? And where my army at? Rather attack and not react. Back to beats, it don't reflect on how many records get sold on sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Whether your projects put on hold in the real world. These just people with ideas. They just like me and you when the smoke and cameras disappear again. The real world. world. It's bigger than all these fake ass records. Wait, poor folks got the millions and my woman's disrespected. If you check one, two, my word of advice to you is just relax. Just do what you got to do. If that don't work, then kick the facts. If you a fighter, rider, bada, blame, ignite a crowd, excited. Oh, you wanna just get high and just say it. But then if you a lie, lie, pants on fire, wolf cry, agent with a why, I'm gonna know it when I play it. It's bigger than hip hop, hip Surrounded 
Put down the candy and let the little boy go. You know what I'm saying? Fuck motherfuckers. Bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay, doggy dogs in the motherfucking house. Bow wow wow, yippee yo, yippee yay, death rolls in the motherfucking house. Wow, 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 yippee, yo, yippee, yay. The sounds of a dog brings me to another day. Play with my bone, would you tell me? It seems like you're good for making jokes about your Jimmy. Well, here's a Jimmy joke about your mama that you might not like. I heard she was a Frisco dyke, but fuck your mama. I'm talking about you and me, toe-to-toe. M-M-U-T, your bark was loud, but your bite wasn't vicious. And the rhymes you were kicking were quite bootylicious. You get what doggy dog, oh, is he crazy? With your mama and your daddy hollering, baby. So what that lets you know? That if you fuck with Drake, nigga, you're fucking with death row. And I ain't even swinging them things. I'm hollering 187 with my dick in your mouth, bitch. Yeah, nigga. Count your long beach together on this motherfucker. So you wanna pop that shit, get your motherfucking cranium crack, nigga. Step on up. Now, we ain't no motherfucking joke, so remember the name. Mighty, mighty DR. Yeah, motherfucker. Now understand this, my nigga Drake can't be touched. Luke's bending over. So Luke's getting fucked. Buster, Buster thought I was sleazy. I thought I was a mark, cause I used to hang with easy. Animosity made you speak yeah. what you spoke. Hey, yo, Drake. What up? Chip this nigga off, love. If it ain't another hoe that I got to fuck with, gap teeth in your mouth, so my dick's got to fit. With my nuts on your tonsils, while you're on stage rapping at your whack ass concert. And I'ma snatch your ass from the backside and show you how death row pull off that hoot ride. Now you might not understand me, cause I'm a Robbie and Compton and Blast you with Miami. Then we gon' freak to South Central on a street knowledge mission. As I steps in the temple, spotty got him. As I pulls out my strap, got my chrome to the side of his white socks. You tryna check my homie, you best check yourself. Cause when you diss Drake, you diss yourself. Motherfucker. Yeah, nigga. Dropping chronic once again. It don't stop. Punishing punk motherfuckers real quick, like Compton style, nigga. Doggy dogs in the motherfucking hells. Yeah. Long beaches in the motherfucking hells. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Really though. Breaking all them suckers on some real proper life. You know what I'm saying? All the sucker ass niggas can eat a fat dick. Yeah, easy E, easy E, easy E can eat a big fat dick. Tim Dog can eat a big fat dick. Luke can eat a fat dick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Eh, what no baby? You look good now you carry. Long time I watch, I'm a one chat to you. I go like you don't want chat to me. 
So what I'm doing, tell him what the fuck I'm going now. Creeping down the back street on D's. I got my Glock cock, cause niggas won't ease. No soon as I said it, seems I got sweated by some nigga with a tech nine trying to take mine. You wanna make noise, make noise. I make a phone call, my niggas coming like the Gotti boys. Bodies being filed on Greenleaf with the fucking heads cut off. Motherfucker, I'm Dre. So listen to the play by play, day by day. Rolling in my phone with 16 switches. And got sounds for the bitches, cocking all the riches. Got the hollow points for the snitches. So won't you just walk on by? Cause I'm too hard to lift. And no, this ain't Aerosmith. It's the motherfucking DRE from the CPT. On a riding spree, a straight G. Hop back as I pop my top, you trip. I let the hollow points commence to pop, 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 yeah. Cause if it don't stop, I have to put my shit in reverse. Go back and take another spot. Cause I'm rolling in my six foot. With all the niggas saying. another motherfucker Your groove. 
I got a good thing, and in full swing. I show this in gifts, words or letters, but even without those three, I know you'll be close to me, cause... Yo, what's up? Turn the music down. This is Professor Gable. I'm dropping an album on Tuesday. It's called Drop Zone. And right now, I'm going to play a song from Drop Zone. And it's hella sick, bruh. Yeah. Play that shit. Yeah! Yeah! Drop Zone. It's fucked up when your homies ain't down for the work Cause now it'll hurt Waiting will amount you to dirt I ain't trying to stay waiting till I'm out in the hearse I'm just trying to stay patient while I'm shouting a verse It's on me They say professor don't breathe But all the squads trying to do is smoke and chill They say that one day they'll expose a deal But for now, let's do a little coke and pills No deal We stuck in the depressional haze Screaming I don't give a fuck for the rest of us Days, fiending for the likes and professional praise, but the phase is really a perpetual maze. Phase out, tune in, it's time for the grind. I ain't trying to lose no more time and rewind. I'm trying to combine, but life starts dividing the lines while I strive for my rhymes, intertwining your minds with mine. But it takes participation, creating innovation for the fake obliteration in the nation. Where the rules don't apply And this pop turning hip-hop to Popeye It's backwards and mad cats spitting bad words Cause they thought the password for the cash words A whack verse, that's hurt But there's hope for the kids He's teaching mad work and to open their lips Man, listen Sam got the fans tripping off the limitless precision That the man can't give him ambition About to vibe the zone Man, I'm only 19 but my mind is blown Man, listen Sam got the fans tripping off the limitless precision that the man can't give a man vision. I 
survive the zone. Man, I'm only 19, but my mind is blown. I like it cleaner than a chanter, a scheming you with the stamina, fiending to find the feeling you leaving behind the camera. People being deceitful and lethal up in America, the land of the panicking panickers who expanding a feeling to find a reason to leave the entire area. The damager, vanishing vandalist of a panel of damage and all the management handling San Fran and urban areas. Cause city family getting banished for up breaking new laws that weren't even made aware to you. America is the land of the lies where accidents could really be a plan in disguise. Where they selling hot shit that'll damage your mind. Suckers come around, you should plan for demise. Man, I'm from the underground and we planning to rise. No lies, no stress, you don't want a place, son. Professor fucking Gable with the homie J1 on the beats, bringing heat like he's ready for war. Through the teeth be the speech coming heavy and raw. Fuck the law, we've been breaking it. I'm blazing a Jamaican split and making haters flip because they hate that we creating this amazing shit. Cause Professor spits the maniest divine with a criminal mind like it was 86. And if you didn't get it, motherfucker, you 86. A nine millimeter went bang and it made me sick. Sam got the fans tripping off the limitless precision that the man can't give him ambition. About to vibe the zone, man. I'm only 19, but my mind is blown, man. Listen, Sam got the fans tripping off the limitless precision that the man can't give him ambition. About to vibe the zone, man. I'm only 19, but my mind is blown. I like that. I need some drums. Listen. Yeah. That was Listen off Professor Gable's new album, Drop Zone. Drops April 12th this motherfucking Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Also Radio, by the way. I have been Dolomite 12. I'm Professor Gable. And right now, we are about to head to the Boom Boom Room. It's just another day in the life, my man, for this guy, Professor, dude. I'm really proud of this guy. I've never really expressed this enough, but uh, it's it's a big thing to me to be dropping a music project. And it's a lot of work has been going into this whole thing. And yeah. I just want to thank you guys listening at home right now for tuning in tonight, listening to us talk to our dads. It's a very personal show. And uh, the, the track, listen, what, what, uh, what, what inspired that track, my man? I mean, so that was J1 is the producer, and I met him at the Team Backpack thing, the uh, the Moolah event, and uh, we just like met each other, and we had like a mutual friend, Cypher. Oh, today's Cypher's birthday, mm. and he's I don't know how old he is, but he's hella old. Happy, <laughs> bir- happy birthday, Cypher. He's like 32 or something like that. Um, love you, man. Anyways, so yeah, we both knew Cypher, and um. We were just like, yeah, like, let's collaborate. And then one day I hit him up. Or, like, I listened to one of his beats on SoundCloud, and that was that one. I thought it was hella tight. And I wrote a song to it, and that was it. And then I drove all the way down to this little-ass town that, you know, he lives in. And it's like, it was it was crazy. He lives in, like, this house in the middle of a field. <laughs> and we recorded a song there, and it was that song. So shout out to J1. <laughs> so he makes tight ass beats and he raps too. J1 and Joe Buss, it's a group. That's tight. Das Entertainment, I think. Yeah. And um, yeah, shout out to Old Soul Collective for 
for helping me drop my my first album i love you guys like this is our album we did this album right on man love you too tuesday drop zone tuesday big day drop zone (laughs) 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 good night Of the mighty souls of mischief crew. I'm chilling with my man Festo, my man A Plus, and my man Oh, you know he's dope. And right now, you know, we're just maxing in the studio. We're hailing from East Oakland, California, and um, sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we go up you on how we just chill. Dollar seven digits, call up Bridget, her man's a midget.